Hello, everybody, and welcome to the I-95 Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Dean Gutzik, alongside with me, Jonathan Washington, saying good morning. And Jonathan, what's going on? Yo, what's going on, Dean? How we feeling today, bro? Doing fine. We're doing good over here. So for those, you know, who might be like, you know, what's going on, we're switching um, platforms because mine's technical difficulties and Anchor just accidentally got us off Spotify and just closed my account. So mm-hmm. we're onto your platform for this for the remainder due to related. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say the words. I'll just say related. Um, b- uh, BS that that's better. Yeah. Due to related stuff. Um, but yeah, we got an interesting lineup today and we got something that we haven't done in a decent amount of time. So, an NFL week two recap, takeaways, last injuries because this week was full of it, and week three predictions, NBA recap, and our I think we gave our predictions for last episode, MLB, yeah. NHL finals, Billy Donovan to the Bulls. I know you're going to be happy to talk about that. And, of course, the f- best of all, UFC 253. Now, what's interesting before we get started? I was going to say about UFC 253. Now, the interesting thing is the card isn't the best, but it's the co-main event and main event that make the card. Right. But let's start off with the NFL, shall we? Yep. So week two was full of miracles, injuries, um, breakout performances. Although it was, you know, if it was against a team that wasn't that good, and. Somewhat surprises. Um, and let's start. I mean, let's talk about that right now. Um, we talked about the Thursday game, of course. The Browns won that one. The Bengals. I mean, the good thing is Joe Burrow had three hundred yards. But, like we said, if you're if you're, how do I say this? If your quarterback is throwing sixty plus pass attempts, you have to be over three hundred yards. Right. So I thought to myself, good performance, but he had he had to be over six three hundred. But I, that's why I think you know B plus. I just think also your quarterback, especially if he's a rookie in his first game, should not be throwing sixty passes. But yeah. the bang the Bengals, I feel like just put a lot of pressure on him, and I just think the team that he's on puts pressure on him. Well, that's what I meant to say. Uh, Browns escaped that one. It was in, it was not a bad Thursday night game, but. I wouldn't say it was the best. Yeah, it actually was a lot more entertaining than I thought it was. But going back to your point, they can't have their rookie quarterback in his second game of his entire career throwing 61 attempts. That's just way too many. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it is it is what it is, but you got to give your young quarterback a chance and you got to build around him. And the Bengals got work to do. And it's been shown throughout the past two weeks right um of course we're gonna talk about our teams but first off buffalo and miami um i was a little scared because they had the bills had a few injuries on defense their linebackers were out ed oliver was out for like part of the game i mean he did come back but and it's hard when you don't have linebackers in the game because, you know, it's like when you're starting linebackers that are good or out, there's no one to stop the run and there's no one to cover the middle of the field. 
that's why the Dolphins' run game had a good day, and that's why Mike Gazeki took advantage of the middle of the field without Edmonds and Milano there. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I thought this would be a little uh, easier. Of course, I'm going to say the Dolphins did score a garbage-time touchdown. It was like, with what, 50, 40 seconds left? The game was kind of out of reach because of Josh Allen to John Brown, but uh, it was a little scary, and I just thought, you know, this, they, they need all their guys back. This team, when healthy, is solid. I know it's against the Jets and Dolphins, but they need their guys back. Um, and, you know, it made me concerned a little for week three, not only because the team that they're going to play, but especially because Levi Wallace didn't have a good day on uh, Devontae Parker. And I thought, you know, why is Devontae Parker getting guarded by Levi Wallace and not Trey White? That's, even made, even this seeing this game made me think they need Josh Norman at that number two spot right now. No disrespect to Levi, but you're like a number two or three guy. You're not more so number three. You're not, um, you're, you, you can't be over Norman, especially playing like this the last two weeks, you know, letting guys get past you. Um, Levi Wallace, I don't, he's, I feel like Levi Wallace is better when he guards like the number two receiver or number three, rather than compare, uh, you know, yeah. getting the main guy. And I just thought, I don't know why he wanted Devontae Parker. If this was Trey Wright, you know. But a good win and a great performance. This is the first time in a while as a Bill fan saying this. And I know you you might know what I'm talking about. You know, because when you think of this team, you think of defense. And you think of, like, last year, them winning games defensively. This is the first game, I feel like, where I could say the offense won them the game. Especially by quarterback play. Yeah. And we need that. Right, I completely agree. And I was telling you when we were doing the show a couple of in the off season, I was telling you how much I I really like Josh Allen as far as what I think he may be on to this year. And you can it's evident, you can see the improvement is in his accuracy and just in his play in general. And now that he has weapons to go to, Stefan Diggs had a fantastic game last week on the uh Sunday against Miami. And obviously, John Brown is still the threat that he has available to him. So, Josh Allen, Josh Allen. I mean, already he's in the he's in the MVP conversation with the likes of Russell Wilson and guys like Aaron Rodgers. But Josh Allen, just to see his progression so far in these first two games, is really good. Yeah, and even you were telling me Josh Allen is ready to take the next step. And not only that, um. Like I said, they mainly relied on defense a lot last year. But, you know, this time it's like this is the first time where I could say quarterback play won them this game. And even seeing him throw the deep ball, you saw it to Diggs, to John Brown for the touchdown, to like, you know, McKenzie on one play. It was like this is what he's been working on. But at the same time watching this game and watching, although it was last week too, I just thought to myself, adding Diggs is exactly what Josh Allen needed. And Diggs is having a great year so far too. And they also got Cole Beasley, who's a solid number three receiver. Their rookie, Gabe Davis, who's not bad either. They have a solid offensive core. Right. But this is what you want to see out of a young quarterback and a team. Like, are they still, are, do they still have running back by committee? They're giving the snaps to Zach, Zach Moss, um, Devin Singletary, and Frank Gore? No, Frank Gore's on the Jets. Oh, Frank Gore, yeah. So it's just Devin Singletary and Moss splitting snaps. Yeah, they're still split snaps, but they're more so like passing. But I think to myself, honestly, that's better that they're passing. Like, especially now with Diggs and like I said, with the core that they have, it's actually good that they're passing. Right. 
but this is good. They're, and I don't know if you know about this. At halftime, Stefan Diggs said, get the ball more to John Brown. And then the second half, Cole Beasley and John Brown said, get the ball more to Diggs. And I was like, that's team effort right there. That's chemistry. Yep. Um, on to the next game. What's what's another game we go? Of, of course. Well, we're gonna go over your game eventually, but the your game was four thirty, right? Four twenty five. Yeah. Um, I was uh, this game. I'm gonna go over because I was a little surprised. Vikings Colts, and when I mean surprised, I mean by the way that's a, a, a certain quarterback played. That was ugly to watch. If you're Kirk Cousins. It's not even necessarily the fact that they lost. It's the fact that they pretty much got blown out. And on top of that, Kirk Cousins has had an absolutely terrible game. That might have been the worst game I think he's ever played. Yeah, probably so. I think he only had like a little bit over 100 passing yards and three interceptions. So, yeah, he did. That was brutal to watch. Minnesota's got a belt back. It's going to be hard. I mean, it's going to be hard to because you got the Titans next week who are a solid team, but it's yeah. going to be hard to bounce back if you're Minnesota. I mean, Titans are proving us wrong so far. I think we both had them winning that division to start this when when we gave our predictions for this year. No, I had I had the Colts. No, you had the Vi- did you have the Vikings winning? Oh, the- oh, Vikings! North? Oh, for the NFC North, yes. Yeah. But I was saying for the AFC South. I think you said Titans. I said Colts. Oh yeah, I was just saying they prove the Vikings. They're proving us both wrong because we both had them winning the NFC North, and right now they they're not. They don't even look better than the Bears right now. So that's the concerning part. I was like, the Bears look better than them. Granted that they've played an easier schedule, they still, you know, don't look as good as they do. But, but the Bears barely escaped that game with the Giants, especially considering. Uh, the injury that happened in that game, Saquon Barkley, uh, a lot of injuries happened this week. There was Saquon Barkley, Cortland Sutton. Um, who else was hurt? Um, Mo- uh, Mostert, Jimmy G, Solomon Thomas, Nick Bosa, Paris Campbell, Malik Hooker. I could name more, but I'm just saying, like, the list. Right. Bro, Tavon, the list. Who? Tavon Young, cornerback for the Ravens. Tavon Young. Uh, the list goes on and on, and I was like, even watching, I was thinking, like, I don't think I've ever seen a week. Oh, Drew Locke got hurt, too. That's right. I've never seen a week where there's been so much injuries, nonetheless from big-name guys. Right. Like, this has got to be some, like, I'm thinking, like, this has to be some, like, record or at least up there. I think they said it was, like... 56 total injuries that happened over this weekend in football. That That's wow. That, that's wow. Uh, next game, speaking of, and we mentioned earlier, Miracle, speaking of, the Cowboys-Falcons. The Falcons had this game, and they blew it. I mean, the Atlanta Falcons... I just I don't know what to say. That's Georgia's that's Georgia sports for you. First of all, I'm gonna say this: Dallas got lucky, and we both know that. Like I thought to myself, they got gifted this game. Dallas is very fortunate to have this game, but huge win for them for Atlanta. 
Yikes. I'm not going to say anything about that. But did you see Dion? What'd you say? I said I was gonna say I'm really surprised that that Dan Quinn kept his job. I thought for sure he was gonna get fired. Not only that, but like seeing the onside kick, I think one of the commentators I forgot who said it. You know, it's not like it's the kicking team who has to wait from like ten yards or fifteen yards. The ball's in front of you. Why are you not going for the ball? Right. And I and if you see the onside kick replay, and I know you saw it too, like I said. The Falcons stand there, even when the ball's in front of them, and I'm like, the Cowboys could at least wait, but you could jump on the ball. Right. I don't know why you're standing there. You could seal if the game right there. If it doesn't go 10 yards, and that's the Cowboys' fault. You could go ahead and pick the ball up. You let the ball go. You let them get the ball just like that. Once I thought the Cowboys got the ball, I thought, this game's over. The, the Falcons so blew this game and found another don't... way. On top of that, I think they were up by like two scores at one point. After getting the touchdown, they went for the two point conversion instead of the field instead of the extra point. Yeah, and they failed to get the two point conversion. The Falcons were up twenty to zero at one point, and they blew it Hor- horribly. I'm glad I'm not a Falcons fan. Me neither. But you uh, know a game that's really surprising to me. That um, Rams and Eagles game was was surprising. I didn't think it was surprising, and I'll tell you why. And I don't want to sound like that guy. You saw how the Eagles played last week, and I thought if an Eagles team that's not only getting beat up even more with injuries and all around can't beat the Washington football team, they're not going to beat the Rams. And that's why I thought the Rams are winning this game. And the Rams have a lot of momentum on their side. The Rams, I've been very impressed by. Very impressed by. The only question mark, and I think, you know, a lot of us can point this out, is their defense, in my opinion. I still think their defense, especially the pass rush, is a question mark. Yeah, I would agree. But offensively, man, they look good, and Jared Goff has a lot of momentum on his side right now. Yeah, after the year they had, after Jared Goff's decline a little bit last year, he's come out of the gates this year in week one and week two looking pretty good. So those, that's a good football team right there. And then the most impressive team, in my opinion, so far that I really like is the, the team that took down the Saints on Monday night. That Oakland Raiders team, I feel like, Las Vegas chance of making the playoff lost Las Vegas Raiders. It's okay. Um, I was going to get to the Monday game. My bad for cutting. Oh yeah. Go ahead. My fault. So, but yeah, the, the Rams look good. Golf's got a lot of momentum, but I still think your defense is a little bit of a question. Niners jets. I'm only going over this because there were not only the injuries, like we mentioned, but for one quick thing, the opening play, the fact that they win with backups and, there was a play, bro, where it was like third and 33, I think it was, and they get 50 yards. And I'm like, only the Jets would allow 50 yards on a third and 33. Right. Like, that That just summarizes their year. They might be the worst football team. I don't want to say that because, well, I don't want to have Trevor Lawrence in the same division, whether it's the Pats or the Jets. Although the Pats did uh, – we're going to get to that game next or soon. Ray uh, – Broncos Steelers, like I said, they the Steelers almost let Drift, Jeff Driscoll take over the game, but the Steelers right. hold on. Uh, 
This is your game. Ravens, Texans. Go ahead. I know you will. Good job. Yeah, so the Ravens take up the Ravens get the win 33 to 16. Um it was a good game most of the time. I I'm a harsh critic of my own team, so I didn't feel like we were clicking on all cylinders. Lamar had an average game. The defense was okay. The defense really stepped up in this game. They caused turnovers. They they put pressure on Deshaun Watson as much as they could. And they were the biggest reason why we won this game. But the rushing attack at the end of the game to pretty much ice it was fantastic as well. And now we go in 2-0 and with a big matchup next week. Yes, the, the Ravens look good. They have a huge matchup. Week three matchups kind of sound better. Yeah, de- definitely. Uh, Chiefs Chargers. I will say one thing. Justin Herbert. Man, did I, watching this game, I thought, man, did this guy look ready to play. He had one pick, which I didn't think was – it could have been worse. But am I, even watching this game, I thought to myself, they lost, but it's not every day that Justin Herbert outplays Pat Mahomes. And I never thought I was going to be saying that. All right. Justin yeah. Herbert looked ready to play. And I know it's weird 10, second, 10 minutes before kickoff, but, like, this guy was playing like he was suited up. Like, he was ready to – honestly, like Justin Herbert, and I'm a believer in him. Um, the concern was Oregon quarterbacks and development. But I'm a believer in Herbert, and the Chiefs won this game, and it was a pretty good game. But man, I gotta give it to the Chargers and Herbert. Herbert is good, and that's that's if he keeps this up, he'll be turning heads. I'm kind of surprised that Lynn said that he would still go back to Tyrod if he was uh, healthy. Me too. Me too. I was like, you wouldn't start your rookie quarterback after a game like that. He outplayed and nearly won against the defending champs. All right. Like, how can you not start your rookie and not be impressed with that? Justin Herbert's got to start if you're Anthony Lynn. I agree. But a solid game. Chiefs barely escape. Uh, better. If they're the Chiefs, you have to suit up better for next week. But we'll get to that soon. Pat Seahawks, what a Sunday night game. And what an ending. Is it me or is it when I watch these games, it's like it always involves a crazy ending. Every time it's Pat, like you get what I'm saying? Every time it's Pat Seahawks, it's something that crazy that happens. Oh, yeah. The Pat, the Patriots and Seahawks get some amazing games. Amazing games with amazing endings. And let's be real here. And uh, like, of course, I'm going to say you know this as well. Watching this game, was it was so back and forth. It was great. DK Metcalf had a day. Julie Nettleman had a day. I mean, Cam Newton and Russell Wilson, mainly Russ, were going back and forth. And then, you know, once I saw – once the uh, Seahawks – no, once the Patriots were at, like, the uh, one-yard line at the end of the game, I thought to myself – Watch Cam take, try to take it in himself. So once the Seahawks like pushed him a yard back and stuffed him short, I was like, not only, not only, um, what's, what's the offensive coordinator's name again? I always forget this guy's name. I, I think jo- the, Josh. Oh, Josh Daniels. Josh, Josh Daniels. Josh, is it Josh Daniels? McDaniel's. Josh McDaniel's. Yes. So seeing Josh McDaniel's, you know. 
just seeing that end of the game, I thought to myself, not only is this predictable on Josh McDaniels' part, but this is also predictable that Cam was going to do that regardless. The Seahawks read that out perfectly. Yeah, I mean, what that's what the Patriots do anytime they're in goal lines, in, in goal line formation inside the, like, five-yard line. All they ever do is run with Cam. I thought it was too predictable to go to him. They could. I feel like they could have gotten Seahawks tricked on the play action or, or, or something. Something other than something other than Cam Newton just flat out running it right in, like that outside run did not design for Cam Newton. It was like so predictable. Everyone saw that coming. Uh, Monday night. Oh yeah! Before we go on, before we go on, I just want to say, um, shout out to to James White. I heard what happened to his family. That's terrible. I feel yes. I feel really bad for him. Um. You know, it's it's just an unfortunate situation. I really, I'm praying for him. I really hope that, um, you know, I'm really, I really hope the best for him. Me too. Uh, that's it. Really sucks to hear if you're uh, James White. That's 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 tough news. Um, on to Monday night game. Saints Raiders. A little surprised by this. Drew Brees did not look good. And watching this game, I thought, like, man, this guy looks washed. Like, he's playing like he's washed. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying his career is over, but I just think this is the start of it. And, listen, I criticize Derek Carr, and I admit it. But I got to admit, he looked good. He looked good. Darren Waller had a good game. Uh, Josh Jacobs played a pretty solid game himself. The run game had a good game, too, for the um, Raiders. The defense needs to work on things, of course, but, man, the Raiders looked good. I, I'm very impressed by the Raiders. For the Saints, that was just ugly. Smith, you know, Traquan Smith played pretty solid. I'll give him that. Camaro looked good, too, but Drew Brees, when you're receiver, when you have a receiver like that who's playing a solid game and Kamara who's having the game of his life, you gotta capitalize. And the Saints failed to capitalize. There was a play when the Raiders fumbled the ball and the Saints got it back and didn't do anything with it and I just thought, you have to capitalize on that. There was that and at the end, the P.I. call. I get he's engaging with him and he didn't have to. I agree, but I just thought why call it? The guy's not even – Ruggs is not even near the ball. It's not even catchable. If anything, maybe a holding penalty, I would understand. But P.I., I mean, yes, he engages, but it wasn't close to catchable. But even still then, I was like, did, he didn't even need to do that with Ruggs. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like Drew Brees, even towards the end of last year, we started seeing his decline. And I think it's just getting worse – now, I mean, it sucks for me because Drew Brees is my fantasy quarterback right now. So I'm hoping that that these are just two bad games and he can pick it up next week against um, in the primetime Sunday night matchup. But I got to give the hats off to the Raiders. They played a good game. I think they went on because I think the Saints were up like like 14 to 7 and they went on a 31 to 7 run after that and just kept all, kept all the momentum. Derek Carr looked good. Darren Waller, he's he was a miss uh, a matchup nightmare. They they put him in every single in every single different type of coverage. John Gruden, he split him out around the whole entire field and they just were able to find him every single time and he balled out and 
the thing about it is the thing why I like the Raiders so much, it just seems like they're a team that's like bought in. Like I know John Gruden, he's gotten a lot of criticism over the last year or so for getting the huge contract after being out of football for about a decade. But I mean, he can coach a he can coach a football team. He's done very good in his first uh, year and in, in his first year and a half with the Raiders. And I feel like they just look like a team that's bought in and they like they enjoy playing for each other. That's why I really like the Raiders. Yes. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with you on that. Uh, good game by the Raiders and a good win. I like John Gruden as a coach. And honestly, if you think about it, this Raiders team is solid. It's not bad. And they could make the playoffs. Even last year, I thought they're not bad. Just that Jet game was their huge collapse. And if they didn't have that collapse, they probably would have made the playoffs. Right. Um, before we go on to week three, Gail Sayers just died. Uh, Chicago Bears uh, Hall of Fame running back. Yeah, I saw that too. That's very sad. Very tough news. Uh, twenty, bro. Twenty twenty is horrible. Uh, are you ready for week three? Yep. Oh, let's start off. With the Thursday night game. I'm not going to even get too into this one. Jaguars. That, that's that's my pick. I, I don't care. It's the Dolphins and Jags in Jacksonville. The Battle of Florida. You know what? I'm not going to lie. I honestly think that this could be a shootout type of a game. Yeah. I was going to say to you, this might be a shootout game, but it's because both teams aren't good. Yeah. They, you, I feel like that happens. Teams' but, defenses have been have been good to start out the season. Fitz Magic, we know that he'll give you like two or three games where he's just the best quarterback in all of football. And then Gardner Minshew, he's been absolutely, he's been incredible to me this whole entire year so far. They almost beat the Titans, and you know, even watching this, a friend of mine was like, "See, I told you the Jags aren't bad," and I was like, "You know what? Their receiving core is pretty underrated," yeah. and. If Gardner mentioned, you know, their offense is on paper is actually decent. It's the run game, of course, that, you know, is their pain, but they're not bad. Yeah. I'm going to go with Jags. I'm going to take the Jaguars. Uh, Sunday. Uh, first game listed. Rams-Bills. That's why I said they have to improve next week. The Rams-Bills in Buffalo. A good game. I mean, the two teams that are rolling right now. Here's the thing, and I know I'm going to sound biased to you, but I'll be real. If the Rams were home, even though it's, oh, but there's no fans, if the Rams were home, I would have picked the Rams, whereas since Buffalo's home, and if they get their guys back, especially, um, you know, Edmonds and Milano, I think the Bills win this game. I'm going to go with Buffalo because they're home. I think it's going to be a close game, but since Buffalo has the home field advantage, I'm going to take them by a field goal. Me too. I think they win some like maybe 24-21, yeah. like a last-second field goal to win it. Um, What's another game? Looking for more. Uh, Definitely not that. So uh, who's your who's your um lock for the week? Oh, wait. No, we got to do your Ravens game next. Well, the Raven- oh, actually, no. That's, that's We'll get to that. My lock of the week? Is we'll do our locks, upsets, games, and you know uh, who cares game of the week or under the radar. My lock. Ooh, that's actually a good question. Uh, 
You know what? It might be, and uh, I, I, I'm, I'm very skeptical of this pick because I don't trust them too much. Colts over the Jets. Actually, no, sorry. Niners over Giants. That's better. Yes. Niners over Giants is my lock of the week. That's solid pick. Solid pick. I'm going to say lock of the week for me is Cardinals at home against the Lions. Yeah. I wanted to say, like I said, Colts-Jets, but I'm just like, yes, but I don't know if the the Colts depend because every week you're going to get a different Colts team. Right. Um. My upset of the week is I don't consider it an upset because it it might not really be an upset, honestly. Um, the the Bears over the Falcons in Atlanta. And I'm saying that mainly also because Atlanta's favored by four points at home and the Bears are on the road. So I guess I'll go Chicago over Atlanta. Right. I'm going to go – I'm going to say Bengals go into Philly and take the win. Ah, uh, game of the week. There's a lot of good games. Like I said, there's the Bills game. There's the Raiders game. The uh, Texas Texan Steelers is. There's legitimately like four games of the week. There's uh, who else? Seahawks, Cowboys, Packers, and Saints, Chiefs, Ravens. I think that's going to be my game of the week. Chiefs, Ravens on prime time, Monday night, and. You know, you're gonna you might be a little surprised by this. And I originally said I would pick one team, but I'm I'm changing my mind. I'm gonna go with the Ravens. Mm, I'm gonna take the, well in that game. That's not my game of the week, but I'm gonna take the Chiefs. Uh, who's your game of the week? I'm guessing it's Sunday night or the Seahawks game. My game is is the Seahawks game, Cowboys and Seahawks. And I'm guessing you're I, going Seahawks. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Seahawks at home. Yes, because Cowboys, uh, Cowboys are a good team, but I mean, we obviously know they got lucky at the end of the, at the end of last week. Yes, and the who cares game of the week slash under radar game under the radar game of the week. Um, ooh, that's actually a lot of good choices. Um, <laughs> Chargers, Chargers, Panthers. But I'll say this. Hopefully Herbert starts, and if Herbert does start, even if Tyrod starts, I might go Chargers still. But if Herbert starts, I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna go with the Chargers on this one. I'm gonna take in that game. I'm gonna take the. It depends on it depends on Herbert. If Herbert doesn't start and they give it back to to Tyrod, then I'll take the Panthers. If Herbert starts, I'll take Chargers. Yeah, I'm actually gonna agree with you on that one. But my forget about it game of the week is gonna be Washington and Cleveland. And you're, I'm guessing you're going to pick Cleveland? No, Washington by two scores. What? <laughs> oh, really? I think Washington is going to win the game, actually. Interesting. I don't uh, trust Cleveland. Nothing goes, nothing goes right in Cleveland two straight weeks. If they win two straight weeks, then that means the sky is falling. Then we're not in the same universe. Right. All right, NBA recap. So I remember we said I said Celtics in seven. I think you said the. We did you say Heat? Did you? Say, I think you said the Heat, right? I picked the Celtics in seven, and we said Lakers in six. Um, so 
both series are 2-1. The Celtics need a huge win tonight if they want to make it a series. Um, that series has a little been has been a little surprising. Honestly, the Celtics could have been up 3-0 or at least 2-1. Every lead, every game they've had a big lead and have either squandered it or almost squandered it. Right. They almost messed up in the last game too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the Celtics ha- cannot be trusted with leads. I'm like, wow, you must be the LA Clippers with the way you've been playing. And you know, you got the Lakers. Honestly, I still think the Lakers should be down to one. That that game too was, I mean, listen, nice shot, but not much defense, and also like a little bit of lucky. I honestly think the Nuggets could be up to one right now. Yeah, I think it was. I think Game Two was a lucky win for the Lakers. They just squeaked by after being up real big by halftime. But although the Nuggets should be up two one right now, I'll still take the Lakers over. Yeah. That was a good. That was, I'm, I'm gonna say, despite the fourth quarter, that was an ugly game last night for the Lakers. I feel like Nuggets outplay. I feel like when it comes to the Lakers, the Nuggets outplay them, but the Lakers really shoot themselves in the foot a lot with like stupid fouls, and they turn the ball over. I think the turnovers were the biggest things in both Game Two and Game Three. The reason why they could never get into a good rhythm because they kept turning the ball over. Yeah, and the, the, it was that, and another reason is, um. You know, it seeing the play with Dwight Howard getting the rebound and you know it going out of bounds and it from his hands, it's like that's the summary of the Lakers. They just it can't they're shooting themselves in the foot. They're careless. It was so many summaries of the Lakers in that game. Look the the three on one fast break, Rondo, Kuzma, and Anthony Davis, and they turned the ball over. Yep. Uh, what's our next topic? If we move on, MLB. But hey, I just want to say this Nuggets team is—they're—they're they're tough. I—I I was wrong about the Nuggets. That pick and roll between Jamal Murray and, and Nikola Jokic—I don't. That's probably one of the hardest things in the league to stop right now. The way they're playing. Yes. Uh, it's, it is, but that's a. That Nuggets team is solid. Right. Uh, what's our next? MLB. MLB. So, the MLB, of course, we got some standing. Some, you know, Cleveland clinched last night. Uh, let's see. So, this is the standings right now. So, right now it's, and I think it's going to most likely stay like this. Yeah, it it should. It's going to be Rays 1, um, White Sox 2, A's 3, Twins 4, Yankees 5, Astros 6, Indians 7, and Blue Jays 8. Toronto's been pretty solid. But that's going to be, I think that's going to be a wild card game, right? Indians, Blue Jays? Yeah, I think so. Whereas the, um, the AL is... Whereas the NL, should I say, is going to be... Actually, no, actually, I was wrong. Whereas the NL right now is Dodgers 1, Braves 2, Cubs 3, Padres 4, Cardinals 5, Marlins 6. I can't believe I'm saying that. Red 7, Brewers 8. Um, 
So, <clears throat> trying to clear my throat. Um, this is interesting. I just think to myself right now, even seeing these teams, this has to be the Dodgers' year, or else it's not, because they're the best team by far. Right. And these are actually the matchups, let's say, the current wild card series matchups. It would be Rays versus Blue Jays. And let's just say these are the matchups. We'll do picks if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Rays, Blue Jays, I'm going to easily go with the Rays. Rays, Blue Jays. Yeah, the Rays win that one. The Rays are the hottest team in the AL right now. And honestly, watching them all season, though it's a shortened season and I would still put an asterisk on it, I would not want to play the Rays in the playoffs if I'm any team. Heinke, though, the Orioles are probably going to take the last wild card spot more than likely, though. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, we're still the best team in the league, so, I mean, we're probably going to win our last, like, five games. They're actually, I hate to say it to you, but they're actually eliminated. Dang. 2021 is our year, yo, for sure. Yes, that is true. The virus messed us up. That That's what it is. Um, Ray's Blue Jays. Huh? For finishing in his, his six-month chemo. Yes, the Trey Man. I saw, I posted that Trey Mancini. That that was a beautiful thing to see. Yeah. Hopefully he gets back and, you know, picks up where he left off. All right. Uh, Rays, Blue Jays, Rays. I don't know how the game lengths are going to be, so I'm just going to pick them straight up. White Sox, Indians. This is an interesting one because these are two divisional teams and two teams that know each other. But for some reason, something tells me that I'm going to go with the White Sox. Yeah, I think so, too. The White Sox, to me, have been a fan. The White Sox have been fantastic all year. I think in this matchup, White Sox are going to take it. Now, here's the thing. Let's say these are seven-game series. I know they're not. If they were all seven-game series, I'd go, like, Rays in five. I think maybe the Blue Jays stick – get one out of there, but I still think the Rays win. The White Sox series, I think, goes to seven. I think the yeah. Indians are capable of going to seven. White Sox have one of the best put-together teams in this whole entire league right now. Yeah, and they got, got, so, they got a good rookie, too. Moncada, Grandal was a good pickup, and then even having Jimenez as DH. They got a good rookie. Right. Um, A's Astros, and if this was seven games, I'd a series, I'd go six. A's and six. A's and five or six. A's Astros. The A's are a good team too. I like the Oakland A's. Yeah, I'll take the A's. Um, uh, and Twins Yankees Yankees. I still think the Yankees win. Is Judge and Stanton back yet? I don't know. As much as I want to say the Twins, I'll take the Yankees. Same. And, of course, for the NL, as we mentioned, Dodgers, Brewers, Dodgers. Honestly, in yeah. six, like I said, I'm going to pick this as a, like a, it's, if, it's, if it was a seven-game series. If it's single game, then I'm going to keep our picks the way they are, of course. But if it was like series somehow, then I would go Dodgers in six. Um, Cubs, Reds, Cubs in five. I'll take the Reds. Really? Over the over the number two seed Cubs? I'll take the Reds for the upset. I like that. I think they may be a team that, that just clicks at the right time. Yes. Braves, Marlins. 
The Marlins now. I'm just kidding. The Braves. <laughs> I think that series low-key could be interesting just considering this divisional rivals. But, I mean, I'll take the better team in the Braves. Same. And then Padres, Cardinals. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Although I want to see the take, Padres win. I take Padres. All right. So that is MLB. Now, other teams that might have a chance for that last spot, say, for instance, like the Giants or um, the Brewers, who would you – who would you would still take the Dodgers easily? Yeah. Okay. Um, NHL. So, the NHL Finals – it's 1-1 right now. It's been a good series. Uh, we had Tampa at 6, I think. Da- you had Tampa, who's the best-built team, and then you got Dallas, who's, like, come out of nowhere. Dallas is not bad. I would hate to see them losing them. I hope they win, but I got Tampa Bay still. Tampa Bay needed to win that game. And it was, you know, at one point it was 3-0 Tampa, and then it was 3-2. And I thought to myself, if Tampa chokes this game up and loses game two and goes down to 0-2, I don't know about getting swept, but I just thought they're not winning. I would be more worried if I'm down 2-0. But 1-1, it's like, you know what? Now they're getting they're, now this is where they get their momentum. That's the lightning for you. Once they get that one game, maybe two, but once they get that one game, they, there they go. They're not stopping from there. Right. Huge win for Tampa, but a good series so far. When's the next game? This is it today? I think it might be tonight. Yeah, tonight at eight o'clock. I got Tampa got Bay. Tampa Bay. I'll take Dallas. Ah, I like that. Oh man, but it's been a good final. Uh, now on to our next topic. I know, I know you've been wanting to talk about this one. I know you're the happiest person, and I'm happy for you, Billy Donovan to the Bulls. Take it away. I'm sorry, Dean. I'm just hopped up on emotion right now. You know, it's, it, it's been a long fight. It's been a long fight, and I just had to have a warrior spirit. Um, Jim Boylan got the boot a couple of months ago, and Tim, Billy Donovan, who just parted ways with OKC, is the Bulls' new head coach. Kind of caught me off. Kind of caught me off guard. It came out of left field because, from what I was hearing, the Bulls are gonna hire an assistant um, coach from either Milwaukee, Denver, or Philadelphia to be their next head coach. But I feel like I guess with this team and where we've we've gotten two coaches in the last couple of years that had absolutely no coaching experience on the NBA level. I feel like that's probably one reason or one cause that made them decide to go the route of Billy Donovan, get someone who, who a locker room can easily respect, who has coaching experience, who has won in the NBA level. And I mean, I like the hire too. Billy Donovan, he's made the playoffs every single year that he's been a head coach in the league with OKC. He's coming from – he had his best season last year. I think he was runner-up for Coach of the Year because I think Nick yeah. Nurse got it. And also, I think if I could think of one team that the Bulls could be in the Eastern Conference that's relatable to the Western Conference, I would probably say the Thunder just because of the young talent that they have. I know that we don't have necessarily a Chris Paul, a veteran, that can give us some sort of mentorship and leadership. But 
the Bulls, they got a solid young team. They got a top four pick coming up this year in the NBA draft. And if all goes well, I'm pretty sure that they're expecting to get a good player in this year's draft, hopefully make a playoff run this year, sneak in, and then also be contenders in, in the free agency. So I think it's a good move for, for Chicago. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one. I mean, good, huge move for Chicago. And I even seeing the hiring, I was like, I like this hiring. I think it's going to work out perfectly for the Bulls. And I think he's a good coach. Yes, they don't have that veteran, you said, but they got young talent. And they could go after a couple of veterans. And, you know, maybe they are good. You know, add some – I think now getting Billy Donovan and seeing the, what the Bulls are, you know, doing, especially with Karnasovas, um, I feel like the Bulls, and as a big market too, are going to start to get more attention. And I think they need it. Yeah, I'm hope I'm hoping that that the plan goes like Brooklyn and the fact that we get a good coach in here, help our guys develop, we can potentially make the playoffs and then be an attractive destination for for free agents. So, that's the plan right now that I'm hoping on and listen, I I, I feel like we can do it. I mean, the Bulls if if Billy Donovan can get the Oklahoma City Thunders to the fourth seed in the in the Western Conference. I feel like the Bulls aren't that far off as far as talent wise from the Thunder. I feel like they can compete for one of those last seeds in the in the um they can compete for one of those last seeds in the Eastern Conference, especially with teams like say for instance like the Pacers right now, who I don't know what they're gonna be next year at. They still gotta find a new head coach themselves. So it's going to be interesting to see how Chicago pans out this year, this up next upcoming year. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they'll make it right away. Hopefully they do. I'm actually rooting for them, but I think they're going to progress more and more. Yeah. Uh, and our last topic, this is what we've been waiting for. This is the pay-per-view that now, like I said, the card's not the best. The main card's not the best, but it's the two, the main event and the co-main event that make the card that, um, how do I say it, that add fire to the fuel. Right. Well, the the co-main event to me is still weird because, like, how do I say it? it, it when I look at it, it's like, you know, um, how do I, like, I'm trying to see, like, how do I say this? It, I look at it as like, you know, um, sorry, I'm really trying to think. My thought process isn't going through right now. It just the, the, the card on paper is not the best is what I'm trying to say. The card on paper yeah. is not the best. Um, but how, however, it's the, the, the two, I, wow, I can't speak English. The two main event, the two, the two, the main, the co-main event make it good. Um, Let's start off with the featherweights. Um, Hakeem Dawodu versus Zubira Zubaira. I'm surprised. You, Gov. I'm surprised you even attempted the name to to pronounce that name. Sometimes you got to take a shot. Yeah, I hear. I hear you. Um. If you want, you could give your prediction first. I mean, usually I do, but I'm just like, you know, since also this is on your platform, maybe you start off first. Well, I don't really know too much about these fighters. I mean, if I'm just judging based off of their record, 
and and I'm looking at the tail of the taste right now. I'll probably take Hakeem. And um I'd have to I gotta check what uh how Hakeem's done in his last couple of matchups. But yeah, I'll take Hakeem for right now. I think he'll go to twelve and one. Twelve one and one. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on this one. Uh, the odds I'm just looking up the odds right now, if there's odds. Wow. Can't find them. This is this is great. Uh there it is. Um, hopefully they have it. Odd Shark. Yep. Got it. So, um, it's actually a pretty even line, but I'm going to go, uh, since I'm going to, I like to disagree, I'm going to go with Zubaira, um, Zubaira, Zubaira Takugov by decision. You there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm going to go with him by decision. You said Hakeem Dawodu by, um, uh, would you say decision as well? Yeah, I say decision. Um, woman's bantamweight, Caitlin Vieira versus Sijara Ubanks. I'm gonna go with uh, Vieira by decision. I'll go with Vieira by decision too. I think, I think like three out of the last five matches she has has been from decision, and I think she took a loss the last time to Irene Aldana. Or Aldana on last year December, so I feel like she'll she'll bounce back and get a, the win by decision. Yes. Um, flyweight Kaikara France versus I actually like that name Kaikara France versus Brandon Royville. I'm gonna go with Kaikara France not only because of the name, but since it's he's uh, since he's favored, and I'm gonna go with. Kaikara by decision. I feel like most of these main card fights are going to be boring up until you get to the co-main event. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like this one, though, this one has the potential to be pretty good, though. This one ha- might could be decent. I'm going to say, I'm going to take uh, Kaikara France. I'm going to take him by unanimous decision. Because yes. from what I've seen from his fight history, he doesn't really have it. Uh, it's not really... Any knockouts on here? I mean, his last five fights were by decision, win or loss. So I'll take him by decision. All right. Um, light heavyweight championship, the co-main event, vacant because of John Jones moving up to heavyweight. Um, Dominic Reyes, the guy who gave John Jones a run for his money last time. I thought Reyes won that fight. He's the favorite versus the underdog, John Black Blackowitz. Or Blachowicz. It's one of the two. Um, here's the thing. This is like one fight where it's like, I'm not rooting for anyone. I don't mind who, whoever wins. I'm going to go with... You're actually going to be a little bit... You might Actually, you know what? After his last fight, and I think although I think he should have won, I'm going to go with Dom, Dominic Reyes by split decision. I think that this is going to be a good fight. I'm going to go Dom by TKO. Fourth round. Yes. Uh, before we move to the main, and like main you said, I don't really care who wins this one. I feel like both of them are good fighters, and I, I would, I would like for either one of them to win. I like they're both good fighters, and they they're both likable guys. So they, they, they it's like a, I, I'm not rooting for one or the other. I just want to see a good fight. Um, before we move on to our main event, some news: NFL is going to look at the MetLife turf. 
NFL and NFLPA officials are looking at the MetLife turf today following all the 49ers injuries last week's last week and injuries before. Yes, someone said that that MetLife turf is cursed. And Has uh that been before or something? Huh? Has that happened before something has been always a lot of injuries in in New York? I don't know, but it's interesting. And of course, on oh, another thing before we got to move on, this uh, there's another uh, the Notre Dame game got called off, although we're late for this for the because of COVID. College football seems so unprepared. Yeah, but I think the SEC comes back soon in the Big Ten. But well, on to our main event. I think this is the fight that we're definitely going to be waiting for. The co-main event's good, and we'll be watching it, and that fight's exciting too. But I think this one's the most exciting one. Dana White said that oh, out of all the fights, he thinks this one's going to be the fight of the year. And I would not be surprised. I think this is going to be a very good fight. I think so too. Israel Adesanya, the favorite, versus the underdog. Not by much, though. Paulo Costa. I'm actually going to go with Paulo Costa by majority decision. I actually think that these two championship fights are going to be very good. Mm. Plus, I think, although Adesanya is a good kickboxer, Costa's got very good stand-up, too. I can match him. Um, he's got good grappling, so I think Paulo Costa and Henry Cejudo, who wrestles and who claims he's retired, has flown down and tried to help Paulo Costa following his fight. And, you know, Paulo Costa, you always look at him as a striker, but... Paulo Costa is also a black belt in jiu-jitsu, so I think, you know, Paulo Costa's also got some ground game. And if it goes to the ground, Adesanya might be in trouble. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Paulo Costa by majority decision. You know what? I mean, honestly, this is a tough fight to to predict. To this is honest. a very tough fight to predict. This is I a like, very good fight. Cuz I like both of these fighters. I think their styles match up really well, but um, you know what? I'll give the benefit of the doubt to the champion. I'll say Adesanya wins by decision, split decision. Okay, I respect that. Yeah, I, but I think it's gonna be a very good fight. Yeah, you think it? You think it definitely has a chance to be the fight of the year? Absolutely. When Dana White said this is gonna be the fight of the year, I was gonna say I don't know if it'll be definite, definitive, but I definitely think this will be up there and have a chance. What about you? Yeah, I could see this fight. I could see this being a contender for it. Yeah, hopefully lives up to. It. Hopefully, Adesanya, your this fight's not going to be like your other fight with Romero, which was very boring. Yeah, it's crazy because this is the first time in like probably like a couple months that we've ever t- that we've talked about the UFC. No, we talked about the Miocic fight, but it just it feels like l- longer than that. Oh, yeah, yeah, it feels longer. What was it? That was definitely a month ago, so. Yeah, a little bit over a month. But that was a solid fight, too. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to do it for our show. Shout out to our sponsors at 1306 Sports. The page is back up. Uh, Go follow them at 1306 Sports, 1306 FC, 1306 Mania, 1306 Gridiron, all the 1306s. You can check us out on Anchor, Spotify, whatever podcast um outlet we're on uh you know you can check out my work on 1306 as well as my articles i've taken a break because of college work college is a pain it's don't get me wrong 
it's a grind and I don't hate it, but it's, it, it could be a pain. And just to let you guys know, we're going to try to put out as much shows or content out there for you guys, but just, we're going to be busy because now that college started, that's life. You know, once you start working, you become more busy. That's the same with college. Once college starts, you become busier. All right. But it's all part of the grind. But I think that's going to do it with our show. You can also check out uh, B, uh, John's work with um, on 1306. But that's going to do it with our show. I'm Dean Gutick alongside with me, Jonathan Washington, saying peace and see you next week. See you, everyone. Stay safe.